0: so it, it'll it say live going live you are live me six over on the discord do you have a discord do you know uh, what discord is
1: no i do know what it is no i don't have one no
0: it's uh it's a server a lot of times uh, it's used for gamers we we, we actually use it to, to talk while we play yeah my kids
1: play- use it yeah my kids use it that's where i've heard it yeah they play, mm-hmm. they play online games they have discord yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm, ju- I'm just naturally full of discord anyway so yeah, <laughs> <I'm> just...
0: <laughs> the discord is awesome so okay we're live hey everybody Johnny Bean here welcome it is June 26 2022 1103 p.m eastern 803 pacific out here in California you're in California right
1: yeah I am yeah I'm, I'm uh, just just south of San Francisco yeah
0: Right on, right on. We'll, we'll we'll get into this. Here we go. This is Johnny Bean TV. There we go. Pretty simple. Awesome. Pretty, pretty simple introduction. Hey, Johnny Bean here. Welcome to the Sunday Night String Change Show. Like I was telling my friend Luke here. Uh, Sundays I mean that's what the show is called but I'm kind of rearranging I'm kind of changing things up so I'm looking to do more interviews more more talks with 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 rock stars you know that that type of thing so here we are everybody welcome Luke Skyscraper James to the show thank you
1: thank you John thank you for having me on the show I appreciate it all if you you if you need me to change some strings, I can do that while we're talking, but I do tend to get a little grumpy when I'm changing strings.
0: <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. It's all good. And hey, hopefully my internet seems like it's kind of weird tonight. I don't know. So as long as you can hear me, I oh, might I look kind hear- of strange at some point, but as yeah. long as you can hear me, it's okay. Because by the way, this is a podcast. You, you guys can actually download this as a podcast pretty, pretty much everywhere. I mean, everywhere you get your your favorite podcast, you know, over on iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, you know, cool all the uh, all the happening places. But uh, let's 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 make this a, a real show. Let's say hello to the top tier of channel members. We have channel memberships here on Johnny Bean TV here on YouTube. The executive producers are the, the, the top tier: are Dave Ennis, Vinyl Freak, Fifty One Fifty, Mike Niece, Music Therapy Lads, Majestic, PB and J Cat, Waino, Stevo, Fifty One Fifty, False Flag, Sherman Callahan, Andy Carson, Michael B, R Habs, Warlag, The Chad, Lawrence Christensen, Lenny Lou, and Mary, James Gum, John Moronic, Paul Martin Woods, Stephen Franklin, Fabulous Disaster, Michael Smith, The Captain. Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Jim Rory Hawkins, David Allin Wright, and Steve Carmichael. That is a top tier of channel membership here on Johnny Bean TV here on YouTube. If you'd like to become a channel member, click that join button right below the six thumbs ups. Thank you so much, you guys. And if you'd like to help support the channel, support these shows, any super chats will change the color of my lights. This is called the guitar. This Luke, this is called the, the guitar moir.
1: Oh, the guitar moire. I like it like an armoire. Yes, it is. It's an armoire
0: with guitars in it.
1: I love it. I love it. That's what they should be for. And then a separate one just for your stage clothes, dude. Yes,
0: (laughs) I know. I know. So, so there you go. There you go. There's, there's the guitar moire and let's just get, let's just get into it, man.
1: All right. All right. First of all, yeah. First of all, go ahead. L-
0: let me just say thank you so much for being here. I've we've kind of followed each other. Well, this it, I mean it, it's 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 a small world. Yeah. Uh, I mean I've seen your your posts on online for as long as I've been online. Yeah, I've been almost
1: there. <laughs> I've been there. at least
0: fifteen, maybe twenty, quite a quite a while.
1: Yeah.
0: Quite a while. But we actually go back further than that. We, do. we used to run into each other actually in person in Berkeley. Yep. Berkeley, California. And yep. uh elsewhere. Subway guitars. Subway guitars, yeah. Awesome I,
1: place, man. It's just, it's like, a, I don't know how to describe Subway guitars. It's like a time capsule of music history with also they built they build guitars my my bass guitar was built by a guy called lawrence at uh at at subway i don't think lawrence is with us anymore um lawrence scott yeah yeah larry scott i used to work with him yeah well there you go well my bass guitar i didn't buy build it for me you build it for my friend emil schaefer who was a uh, a jazz bass player and a rock bass player is a close friend of mine. Who lived in Berkeley, and he, when he passed away, he left me his bass. So I, I've used it on some of my solo stuff in my home studio. You know, it's it's a great guitar. It's got a graphite neck. You know, it's, it weighs a ton. It never goes out of tune. It sounds mm-hmm. awesome. I can't still to this day after probably fifteen years figure out all the controls because it's got so many dang controls on its active pickups and, you know you put a battery in it and everything but yes yeah, subway guitars is amazing it was more guitars in a small space than you've ever seen in your life and uh yes the, the, the reason that i'm called luke skyscraper james is because i i took back the name i was teased with at school i've been six foot nine since i was 18 <laughs> and and i grew up in england where it wasn't cool to be tall you were a freak. So, I didn't grow up. There's no basketball culture. There's no being tall is cool culture. I just got ridiculed to my face. Later on, when I got older in bars, guys just wanted to fight me just because I was big, you know, whether they won or lost. I'm not really a fighter, I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of reclaimed that name that caused me so much uh, pain. And now it's causing me a lot of joy. So that's where the skyscraper came from. Yeah. The other thing where it came from was back in 1978, I was in a band in Birmingham, England called Fashion, Fashion Music. And we were probably one of the first bands to incorporate uh, reggae, techno and punk. Um, But we didn't just incorporate them into our set. We would incorporate all three into one song and nobody else was doing that at the time and uh, everybody had a silly name then you know johnny rotten sid vicious rat scabies and i'm thinking that was when when the uh luke skywalker star wars movie first came out i think Mm -hmm. so luke skyscraper yeah, i became luke skyscraper and then yeah yeah we caught the attention of miles copeland the manager of the police and then i that was the point where i started taking myself altogether too seriously because Instead of being Luke Skyscraper, I suddenly became Luke Sky, because I thought it sounded more professional. What an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we But for two years, we were kind of one of the go-to opening bands for a lot of Miles Copeland's acts or acts associated with him uh we opened for the police on the message in a bottle tour in the uk when it was number one um but the first gig the first gig we ever did was at king's college in london uh right around the time when roxanne first became a hit uh we did and we did the nashville rooms in london with them and it was mobbed because now they were famous uh we toured america with them we toured here with them that's how come i fell in love with san francisco because having seen the whole of the USA, I don't know how many times in a van, you know, driven across it backwards and forwards, up and down. You know, one night mm-hmm. we played eight people in a bar somewhere. The next night, we're playing the Hollywood Palladium opening for the police. It was an ama- amazing set of adventures. Um, but, uh, and actually, it's all in this book. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a, look at that below. It's called Stairway to Nowhere, not Stairway to Heaven way to Nowhere. And it's kind of the arc <laughs> of, uh, well, what Miles Copeland did was he got all these bands around him and he used them to open for the police at various times while promising all of them, your guys are going to be next, you know. And mm-hmm. nobody was next until he got to the Go-Go's, you know. I mean, some we did gigs with the Cramps, uh, the original lineup of the Cramps. We played with the Ramones uh, My first gig in New York was at CB. My first gig, well, I'd, I'd never been on an aeroplane. And I landed in New York. And then the next night, we opened for Patti Smith at CBGB's. And it kind of like went from there. So sometimes I'd be playing to eight people. We'd be playing to eight people in a bar in Milwaukee. Sometimes, you know, I mean, the Ramones were my heroes. They didn't tell me they were on wow. the bills. Police the Ramones and fashion. So we get to, uh, and it was this huge place, Bansfield, I think it was called, in, somewhere in Ohio. And we walk in in the afternoon and we walk in and I see this drum kit and this this flag on the stage. And I'm like, wait a minute, did they play here last night? Are they playing here tomorrow? Or she, no, they're playing here tonight. You know, You're playing <laughs> the Ramones are gone. I'm like, oh my God. So it was really oh, weird. Oh, man. Playing myself in a dressing room with the Ramones and we're both just kind of sitting there. Kind of, Hi guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. I'm good. Nobody knew what to say to anybody. They didn't know who we were, but we were all a bit sort of like, Oh, uh, you know, meet your heroes. Don't say anything too stupid. So basically don't say anything much at all. You know? <laughs> but, uh, So yeah, I, I had, wow. I had an amazing time, but it did, it did nose uh, nosedive towards the end. And, uh, I think uh, in 1980, in the middle of in the middle of 1980, I, I just basically I, I was a bad boy. I ran away from the band. We were supposed to play the Milton Keynes Festival the next day, but I went to the studio, got my guitar and amp, took it round to a local hawk shop, bought a train ticket to Bordeaux in France, uh, dropped a letter through the manager's uh, mail slot saying. I've had enough of this. i am gone to New York and I went to Bordeaux. So um, that caused a little bit of consternation, but not too much. You know, it's like nobody's as important as they think they are in these situations, you know. Fashion mm-hmm. went on to have three other incarnations. They kind of turned into this um, kind of a more like a funky kind of uh, sometimes disco-y sort of band. And I'm actually good friends mm-hmm. with one of the guys who replaced me um dave harris d harris who was he's a good friend of mine on on uh on on facebook and he 's tall and he looks a bit like me, so they found somebody who looked a bit like me and then completely changed <laughs> <found> the <some> music. <laughs> <laughs> but um wow I went off to I went off to be a musician. What I got was a crash course in what being sort of truly famous was like because I was so close to seeing it, you know. Like pretty quickly. Really quickly. Like like, really quick. Yeah. That's what what it
0: sounds like to me. It sounds like,
1: whoa. Yeah, and it's not what you think, you know. And I thought, well, but I've always been a musician. It took me nine years to get to this place since I left school and Mm -hmm. to get this deal and and to be in this band. But um, um, I had a very interesting conversation here in San Francisco with Jack Cassidy. We played with uh, SVT at the Mabuhay Gardens. And he's a great guy. And I only recently found out he was the bass player on Voodoo Child on on the Hendrix track. That was Jack Cassidy. Oh my God, I spoke to him. (laughs) It was my favorite song in the world, Voodoo Child, that recording on Electric Ladyland when when I was about, I don't know, 16 or something. So anyway Mm -hmm. i was talking to jack he's really nice guy and you know he's done jefferson airplane and hot tuna and now he's doing svt which was his punk band and he said uh so why did you get into being in bands you know I said, well, you know, I love being a musician. I said, well, I don't want a day job. You know, it's yeah, those day jobs, man. I said, Yeah, you know, not want people telling me what to do all the time. You've got to do this, you gotta do that, you know, and you gotta do that, be on time and be yeah. here at a certain time. And he said, Yeah, man. He said that's yeah, the the straight world, the job, that really sucks, you know. And I, just at that point, our manager put her head round the door and said, Look, you're on stage in two minutes. And we just cracked up and he said so how's that working out for you in the music business not being told what to do when Luke I'm like yeah you're right man <laughs> yeah you know it's like and he said the fir- the more famous you get the further up that ladder you get the less choice you get about where you are when you are what you're going to do you know yeah. sometimes depending on your deal what you're going to say what you're not going to say yeah. you know and uh yeah. So anyway, that was that was a little something. Yeah, it was a little yeah,
0: something. man. So- I'm th- this is this is cool. I mean, for those of you that are watching, we got Thomas Santiago, we got Rock Daddy, we got Facebook user Guitar Man Forty Five, Music Therapy Laz. Good, great to see you guys. Um, yeah, I apologize for my internet. My internet might look kind of weird, but as long as the audio is fine, it, it's all good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, some of these stories, I really, I, I don't know. I mean, Luke and I, like he, like he was saying, we would meet at, uh, at, uh, Subway Guitars cause I was yeah. working, I'd be working the front counter and you would come in
1: That's right.
0: and everybody knew you cause you were like, like so tall.
1: Six foot nine. Yeah.
0: Six, six, nine. Yeah. And I remember running into you at Guitar Center one time in El Cerrito. Yeah. That was probably... Probably the last time I saw you, and that was years ago. Um, okay. But like I was saying earlier, we we, we talked a little bit earlier today. Um, I I went to see uh, Andy Summers. Wow. He wrote a book called "One Train Later" about about his life and how he got into music and and right. and everything. And he he did a, a book reading at this at this bookstore, uh, uh, San Francisco by the, the Ferry Building, I guess. Uh-huh and and uh i went and i see him and i actually i saw him the night before and i'm like hey would you sign a guitar for me and he's like yeah Yeah, yeah,
1: he's like yeah sure
0: so i take my guitar and i wait until the event's over and i take the guitar up to him and he signs it and we're taking pictures and stuff and um and and we're we're talking and and your name comes up (laughs) and 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 he's like he's like yeah he was wondering if you were going to be there because he uh, knew you were local to the area, and he, he right. I, I think he was saying something like, "Yeah, he, he was like surprised that you weren't there."
1: I didn't know about it. Damn! I remember this was,
0: 2000, this was two thousand. This was two thousand. This was right before the police reunion tour. Okay. Yeah, two
1: thousand six. Oh. Uh, they, they, so. they, they, they might have offered me the support spot, you never know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, just a joke. Just a joke. Just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> though the last time i saw andy summers he was he was in a cafe in berkeley uh close to uh, fantasy studios he was recording with stuart copeland and uh stanley clark and i was in this cafe i just had a regular i had a regular job i was pretty low and i hear this english voice and i look around and there's this guy standing on a chair holding a fork up in there going dirty fork dirty fork and i went oh my god that's him so i got up went over we were actually standing on a chair right (laughs) so we we talked man i there is a photo
0: of you two together yeah i I wish i had it it was in a magazine
1: right it was in like it was uh jill ferminowski actually who took that picture um do you have it I don't yeah. think it's, I'm looking to see if it's in my book. I don't think it, that was on the uh, "Message in a Bottle" tour in England when they were 79.
0: Uh, yeah, 79. 79. Yeah, they. they I,
1: I, mess-
0: I I, I want to say it's like Cream magazine or something. Something. Yeah, like it's
1: that. definitely Joe I'm. I'm just flicking through my book here because it it has photographs in it, photographic evidence. Uh, but I'm not. I'm not really seeing it. Maybe you can see. <laughs> you can see there a little bit like how. Oh, uh, you know, compared to there the other two go.
0: guys, yeah, that's you in the middle, yeah. yeah.
1: The guy with a blonde hair mulligan, was the bass player and keyboard player, and I would swing around sometimes and just smack him in the head with the headstock <laughs> on the guitar, you know, sometimes because sometimes by accident, but sometimes because I wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> man.
0: But yeah. I'm just I'm just wondering because th- there is a photo of you guys and yeah. of you and Andy Summers and Andy's like like this to me. Yeah, he's know. about
1: five one or something and I'm sixty nine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So to imagine you guys standing together
1: it it's 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 incredible. I think Record Mirror put it as the tallest and the shortest guitarists in rock or some some something. That was the
0: there was some quote. There yeah, was some yeah. quote saying that, that. Yeah. 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 But,
1: um yeah those guys you know they, they were okay they were busy on 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 the course on the plotted course towards you know superstardom which they achieved you know and mm-hmm. and watching them play live night after night they were you know they were really good I mean, they drove people crazy in the early days. They were they would drive a haul completely nuts. They used to get a bit ticked off with us because we, we'd get on sometimes, you know, quite a lot actually, without bragging too much. And I remember hearing Sting oh, say to good. Miles, he'd say, yeah, but they're not supposed to get on course. They're just the opening band. <laughs> people wanted more, man. So we gave them more, you know. But a little perspective on the music business. So we were in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. uh, in the police. And we'd sound checked and I was sitting there and Sting was, com- I was sitting fairly close, a few tables away. And uh, Sting was complaining that messaging a bottle hadn't hit the, the charts in the USA. And I heard Miles Copeland say, well, I guess we'll just have to spend another 250K on promo. Oh, like another two hundred and fifty k on <laughs> promo. At that moment, I had fifty eight dollars in the world. It was in my pocket, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. So, <laughs> but but you know, the thing is, you put the two together. You know, put the connections, the money, and they were a great band live. They they certainly knew how to work a crowd, and uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people, a lot of people love that band, man. You know, so
0: good luck to. Them. Oh, I'm one of them i'm Tip. i'm one of them man i i um i i it's funny i i think i think around the time that we first met i i think that's that's around the time when i got into the police actually okay so um, late 90s yeah, yeah late 90s um but yeah oh yeah they're definitely one of my one of my favorite bands andy summers as far as the guitar huge influence on me i grew up i grew up wanting to be eddie van halen when i discovered andy summers yeah that that totally changed things for me but i it's not like i totally went in a separate direction i incorporated Incorporated. into like the way that i play i mixed it all up and it is kind of an interesting mix you know because they're they're both very different
1: right right i mean you listen to the you listen to the the guitar riff on uh uh message in a bottle and it's it's just this repetitive group of tries, but it's absolutely perfect. It drives that song; it really, really does. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. We we had a lot of fun with them as people, uh, and and I learned a lot watching them on stage, especially in the early days. You know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was cool. But but the weird thing is that. After sort of all this time in the wilderness of, you know, not not chasing fame, um, I now find myself in a band called This Twisted Wreckage, which is a guy in England and me, mm-hmm. um, and then we've got a guy who's kind of like our production advisor and our pathfinder, a guy called Pete King, who was the manager of a internationally successful reggae band back in the day called Steel Pulse. But uh, the way I met Ricky was just accidental. He was in a band called Ishtar, and they were a little bit like, a little vibe like uh, Thievery Corporation. And I just thought, you know, they weren't famous for anything. And I just thought, man, I really love this. This music's great, you know? So I just followed him on Bandcamp or whatever, and I sent him a message.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so Ricky and I started talking. Now, I've never met Ricky in person. He lives in uh, near Portsmouth in the south of England. Um, But in the last two years with this twisted wreckage, we've written 85 songs, recorded, written, recorded, produced, mastered, and ready to go. So we're just now kind of emerging from, that's another reason why I really appreciate you having me on the show so that, you know, a band that's, I'm on one side of the world, he's on the other side of the world. We don't have a label. We've got no promo money. You know, you know what it's like. We're a snowflake in the internet blizzard. Just trying to get a little bit of recognition for our music, so I really appreciate you you know having a son here oh, oh of course man of course so were you building you were building guitars at, at subway as well uh, you, you, did yeah you, you worked in the shop wow
0: i mostly I, I worked in the in the back uh repairing electric guitars, either doing the repairs or yeah. actually putting the, the the kind of Frankenstein stuff together right the yeah. owner. For those of you guys who don't know, the owner, his name's Fat Dog. And you guys actually might see him on the channel at some point. He actually lives here. We're, we're actually funny. neighbors, believe it or not, which, <laughs> so which is funny. weird. He actually what lives is. down here in Santa Cruz now. Um, and he actually called me right before. It was right when the when 2020 started happening. And he called me up and he couldn't believe what was going on. And he said, when this is all over, I want to buy you a slice of pizza. is what he told me.
1: Oh, man. So, so,
0: so we'll probably, you guys will probably see him on the channel here and he, he's got so many stories. Oh, he knows everybody. I mean, Joe Satriani used to hang out there back before he was Joe Satriani, Right. you know, like right. all that type of stuff. Um, but anyway, so, so, so uh, I, I would, I would throw these, these crazy guitars together, you know, in the shop or I would sell guitars to, to people like, like, uh, like Green Day would come in all the time. I'd sell <laughs> yeah. stuff to them. Right. I th- I think you. We, we, we were you like buying strings and stuff. When I was buying plan? strings in bulk. Yeah. Not, but remember I remember bought... those strings. Yeah, in the long. You, you yeah. A dollar fifty a set for electric yeah. guitar strings. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. But I bought a, <laughs> I bought a few guitars as well. And, and and one time I was in there without realizing who he was because I didn't recognize him. And I, you guys had done some work on a was a a, 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 a Hofner guitar. I had an acoustic. And you just done some work on the action. And I got talking to this guy who was pulling guitars down off the wall, sitting there playing, you know. And I'm like, man, that guy's really good. And I was talking to him about this and that, about how the guitar spread across the USA thanks to the railroad and the Sears catalog, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, so like sort of guitar history, sort of nerdy stuff. And and then they bought my guitar out and and so I said to him, hey, would you mind just for like, you know, five minutes, could you just run me some chords so I can just check out the action on this? And he's like, yeah, yeah, no problem, man. So he starts playing and I play with him. And he's like, yeah, the guitar is perfect. Thanks, you do a great job. I really appreciate it. And I, I shake his hand. I said, it's really nice talking with you. You know, I have no idea who he is I, Really nice talking with you. You know, like, my name's Luke. What's your name? He says, they call me the maestro. And i like, oh, okay, I can see why. So I go home, I Google Maestro. It's Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal oh, was, Yeah, he was sitting in some way. <laughs> he, would, he would come in all the time.
0: Yeah. He, he actually bummed... I used to smoke years ago. He bummed a cigarette from me, <laughs> and he called me a little bastard. So I can say Taj Mahal called me. Yeah.
1: That is so cool.
0: He would come in. His wife would come in, because I think she... Uh, she would get like PA equipment or something. I think they, they, they put on their own shows or something.
1: Right, right. But if you
0: guys don't know who Taj Mahal is, explain to them who Taj Mahal is.
1: Wow, God. Well, you go all the way back to a, a movie that the Rolling Stones made in England called The Rock and Roll Circus. And Taj Mahal was when there was, there was the Rolling Stones, John and Yoko were there, The Who, uh, mm-hmm. and then there was the Taj Mahal band. But 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 since then, he's become this kind of icon of american music and he and he comes from a like a, a really rich different musical backgrounds i think his father was i'm not sure exactly what it was but his father played something other than the blues so he, he would play the blues but he played country blues but he'd play he'd play americana but he'd play rock music mm-hmm. but play, and he could basically play anything you know he did an album with Ry Kuda. uh
0: I used to come in all the time Brian oh, <laughs> was always in the, you guys this store I worked at all these people all these rock stars would come in all the time there's regular people so like like uh, Luke on all these shows I do I talk about all this stuff and people some people think I'm full of it they think well, nah, that didn't happen but <laughs> yes, all this stuff happened but back in the day there was no cell phones there was no well, camera so like I don't have any documents of like oh I talked to this guy I met this well, guy Jackson Brown I, I you know all these dudes that would come into the store all the time like just regular people you that know but but taj mahal the the only the only way i know who he is uh-huh. is because there, there was a there was a star wars cartoon called ewoks and okay. he he did the theme song for it wow so when i was a kid that's how i know who wow. he is because of that <laughs> <laughs> And then he bums a cigarette from me and calls me a little bastard.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but There were there were some just great people that passed through there, and even people that weren't necessarily. You could always go in there. There'd be somebody interesting, you know, like local mm-hmm. musicians or you know guys mm-hmm. who were just in town. You know, you you'd see what was probably a groupie bringing in some guy who had played in San Francisco the night before or on Beleria, and he's like looking at all the guitars, you know. Yeah, So it's such a great place. And,
0: because yeah. this is a shop that you've never, unless you've been there, you've never experienced anything like it. Yeah. It's basically, it was like walking into somebody's living room with uh-huh. nothing but guitars hanging from the ceiling yeah. everywhere. And the place was a pit. I mean, it was just dust was. everywhere, you know, yeah. maybe some broken glass in the corner, cool. you know, the, the whole um, uh, like counter was filled with newspapers and, and old burritos and, and yeah. they, they were selling guitar strings for a dollar fifty a set. You just had right. to pick them out of tubes yeah. and wrap them wrap them around. And but then you got people like like Billy Joe from Green Day walking around, or Taj Mahal, or Ooh. or or who knows who. Yeah. And it's just a regular like like hangout. People
1: would just hang out all yeah. the time. And right in the middle of it, there's Fat Dog D A W G. Yeah. And he always, to me, I don't know where he was from, but he, to me, he always had this kind of vibe like he was like this uh, old school New York guy, you know, didn't take any BS from anybody. He you know? was,
0: I want to say, yeah, he was from the East Coast originally. Okay. And okay.
1: then he came out. I've heard him refuse to sell guitars to people because he didn't like them. <laughs> Like, oh, if if yeah, right. if
0: if if you brought in a guitar to sell and it had a Floyd Rose on, I'm really uh, this channel is really known for like Floyd Rose and all the like okay. weird pointy shapes, you know, guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you brought anything like that in, you couldn't yeah. bring it in the door. He wouldn't allow it in the store, <laughs> and or if they did bring it in, I was the guy like Johnny. What's this, Kramer? What is that? Because yeah, I was yeah. the guy known for all That's that stuff.
1: That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know. uh, but he was a great guy. He, he I heard that he, you know, got a ranch somewhere and uh, yes. He did a lot to help musicians who who were sick that didn't have health insurance. So he almost had kind of like a hospice going a few times there so that people could pass away with dignity. So they don't, don't have a regular wow. job, they've got no health insurance. So Fat Dog would say, "No, and you come out to the ranch and he'd get them medical care and, you know, until it was their time to go and so there was, there was a real, you know, I mean, he was very politically active as well. It was free to bet all over the place. and Oh, know, man. The building yeah. was painted with clouds, you know. His car had clouds the on it. car was painted with clouds, yeah. So it was like kind of a tough hippie in a way. <laughs> Look at this.
0: Yeah, I still use the, ca- I've used these cables for 25 years. Ah. I still have them and you would get these cables and and if you guys can read that look what it says on there it says palestine forever like 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 the cables would say stuff like that yeah yeah and and because he would get the stuff printed my friend alex skolnick from a band called testament he would teach guitar lessons in the back room you know and everybody i had him on my show a couple years ago Uh but uh it's 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 uh yeah it was a crazy time
1: it was. I lived in Berkeley for about 10 years. Um, wasn't always under the happiest of circumstances. I won't say any more than that at that time. Um, mm-hmm. But it was like a little refuge to me. You know, it was, uh, it was kind of, you know, not to badmouth them, but it was kind of the opposite of Guitar Center because there were real people in there, real <laughs> guitars. <laughs> you know, and it wasn't... It, wasn't some-
0: it was the total opposite. But um, when when I moved out here in '92, I used to go to. the... Do you remember when Guitar Center was in Berkeley on Adeline, yeah. Yeah, Adeline I do. and Alcatraz? I've still I used got a to go.
1: That I bought there that I use. Yeah. I
0: yeah, yeah. I used I used to go there, and the people that worked there they were really nice to me. I had a Van Halen Music Man guitar I got from there. Every time it would like be kind of weird, I would take it in, and they would actually fix it on the spot for me, and all right. this stuff but basically when when that one closed down they moved to el cerrito and yeah, and the, that, that the crew of people that worked there when i was working at subway i remember them coming into subway looking for a job
1: uh, so
0: I'm, I'm like i remember you you <laughs> know the guy that worked the guitars that you know yeah, and yeah. and they would go in there and it was just a total opposite you know <laughs> total opposite type of yeah type i think i had scene. bad
1: experiences with the one in san francisco as well it was a bit impersonal and you know, everybody was too busy to take time to interact with you even or give you information about something you might buy, you know. So. The Guitar Center.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, the one actually down here. in uh, I live in Santa Cruz. And so I passed by the one in, on Stevens Creek Boulevard in San Jose. Uh, they're, they're actually really cool there. It's a great store. Good. Great it store. It's and-
1: people, man. You know, isn't it just down mm-hmm. to the key? You can say, oh, guitar center sucks? It's a corporate thing. But the people mm-hmm. that work there, that's what give it its re- real reputation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's what, part of the reason why Subway was so great, because, flattery alert, because you worked there. You know, he had the, <laughs> the fat dog had the right people. He did. He had the right people. He wasn't going to let somebody work there who wasn't the right person to, you know, with the right, with the right vibe and the right attitude and, you know, yeah. and the right knowledge and the right skill as well, you know well so, i didn't
0: know what i was doing kind of like well, this this show i don't know what i'm doing
1: you well you, know, you f- just you figured that you out do it you figured it out you pretty just, quick you seem to be figuring this out pretty quick so that's good.
0: oh i love doing this i love yeah. doing this stuff but yeah see if i didn't work at subway i w- never would have met you yeah you and and we wouldn't have we might we might actually go back to my space maybe
1: Yeah, I think so. Were you on MySpace? I was on MySpace, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah.
0: So, yeah, because I would see your posts. I mean, you know, your band Fashion and then uh, Facebook, you know, and now, you know, everywhere. I just added you on TikTok, by the way.
1: Thank you. I appreciate (laughs) it. I'm sure my my teenage kids will be, you know, just looking at Dad on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Not. (laughs) No, it's not. Uh, One thing thing that happened was really great was uh, that my son Vincent, who's uh, 16 now, um, so I guess he would be 14, right? When before the pandemic hit, we went Mm -hmm. to see uh, we went to the San Jose Arena to see U2 because he's really into he's into the Beatles, the Kinks, and U2, and I'm like, this is good, you know. Uh, So we went to the U2 show. It was the big U2 show, and I'm wearing a fashion T-shirt because the last tour that I did with fashion was with U2 right before they signed to Island Records. So it was a club tour. They came over in a little van from Ireland on the ferry, and we did a club tour, some colleges, and one night we would open for them, and then the next night U2 would open for fashion. (laughs) Oh, no way. And we like, swapped it around. So, and they were really nice guys. You know, they were just these young kids, you know, mm-hmm. they were complaining about CBS aren't doing anything for us. Well, then they got on, uh, I guess they, well, they got to deal with Ireland or something and, whoosh, you know, they're like mm-hmm. th- through the ceiling. But mm-hmm. uh, it was so weird to sit there with my 16-year-old son and I'm wearing a fashion t-shirt watching youtube you know, and, and he turns to somebody goes my dad my dad played with these guys you know <laughs> <laughs> ancient history dude ancient history nobody cares but yeah yeah we did a lot of great stuff we, we opened for the b52s on their first uk tour that was awesome i think the cramps and the b52s are the two funnest bands that that we ever toured with and played with they were just some genuinely eccentric crazy American wonderful people (laughs) you know there was this kid from Birmingham England and it's like suddenly I'm talking to Brian Gregory you know or I'm talking to Fred Schneider (laughs) out of B-52s and I'm like these people are bleeping incredible you know so yeah but it all led to this it all led to uh I have such a great life I'm such a lucky guy I've got an amazing family and even though I've never met Ricky Humphrey in person I have this just magical music connection with this guy. He writes all the music. I write all the lyrics and do the vocals. Mm -hmm. um, It's just the the first song that we did, he'd sent me a piece of music and a close friend of mine in England had taken his life and I was really kind of shocked and surprised because nobody saw it coming. And he'd written this piece of music. And so I was kind of two days later, I was really upset. So I did, so the first thing he ever sent me, so I put it up on my machine, and I just armed armed a microphone and sang whatever came into my head, basically, and it ended up with being a song called "Forgotten Summer" about how could you forget the heat of summer? How could you? How could you do this? So it was kind of a grieving thing, but it fit. And then the next piece of music he sent me, I sang something, and then he produced it, and it fit. And then it just went from there. So this twisted wreckage to be at this point in my life where. By rights, I probably shouldn't still be walking around given my past and, you know, various medical conditions that I've overcome or am overcoming to to be at the age of 60, 70, however old I am. You know, ha-
0: <laughs> I'm 29.
1: Yeah, yeah, you are. You're 29. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to reverse my age. I'm seven. Okay. So... <laughs> but but, i mean how how lucky i am to to have this this musical partnership with this guy who i consider to be just a genius you know and we'll say let's write an album about fear let's write an album about love and it takes Mm -hmm. two weeks and i'm talking about quality quality music not just you know banging out three chords and yelling the truth whatever that might be these days you know Mm -hmm. Uh, so Mm -hmm. i'm really i'm really lucky with my family i'm really really lucky with my music i'm still here and i'm talking to johnny bean so how are you doing any better than that you
0: know well (laughs) man i i yeah i've been listening to your music and i'm gonna be posting actually all the links are down below here on youtube and and on some of the pages on facebook um but the the the, uh, the Facebook page this twisted wreckage there it is it's right there it's actually it should be over there uh, but uh, let's see your your let's find your your YouTube I I'm gonna put your your links in the chat
1: cool so, thank you so
0: people people can go
1: we and went can... we went dark for a while on social media so that you know we were right in you know a song every two or three days basically to get it you know from beginning to end to to, to master Mm -hmm. so we were busy doing that but there's a chance that we might possibly get some action with the bbc in england and so we were advised by some guy who's connected in the bbc on bbc radio to take ourselves down off of social media so we're just coming back now so if any of you guys you know, happen to like the music and you want to share it and get us a few views and get the word out, you know, we've we've been sort of in the woodshed for two years. Well, no, it actually has been about six months. We've been in the woodshed for about six months, so I really would appreciate it, you know. And mainly, I hope that just whoever listens to the music likes it, you know. It's like, it makes you feel good, then I'm happy, you know. Yeah.
0: That's that's what it's all about, music. Yeah. Making, making you feel... Yeah, I love it, man. I, I've been listening to your uh, your dancing thank with you. An- dancing with angels. Dancing with angels, yeah. Let me see. Let me grab grab that one. Put it in the chat here. Check. Let's see six U. Okay, that's the code. There we go. There we go. So in the chat here is is a couple of the a couple of the videos. Yeah, I see them. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. And definitely click on click on those links. Check them out. Listen, leap, leap, you know, subscribe to his channels. Leave him comments. Laz, my friend, music therapy. Laz said he just subscribed to you guys.
1: Great, thank you. I right, appreciate you it. It's Awesome, and, thank
0: you, man. And see, we'll know because your subscribers on YouTube. It was like one, two, three. Uh, I saw that, so we'll yeah, know. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so we know where it
1: was, where it was. So, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess um, I guess one thing I wanted to say r- real quick. I know, I'm sorry I'm talking too much, but uh, not let me. This talk show is all
0: about you. <laughs> well,
1: thank you. It's all but, about you. Um, about four years ago, I, I got into meditation. These are mala beads. You know, this is for my for my mantras. And I, mm-hmm. and I do. I <clears throat> I was basically told by three doctors four years ago that my heart was screwed and I wasn't going to make it. And I remember sitting in the hospital, and I had a view of the of the hills from from the room. Yeah, it was quite a nice room. I was lucky. And I remember hauling myself up into a painful cross-legged position and looking at these hills and just not really knowing what I was doing. But deciding I was not going to go because I've got young kids. And you know, I told these doctors, I don't care what you're saying. You got to get me another ten years because a big difference between me dying when my kids 12 and when my kids 22. It's gonna it's right. gonna suck for them either way, but you get I'm, I'm, and I'll do everything I can. So I've done the medication and I've done everything I'm supposed to do. Luke's been a good boy, but the meditation and uh, now sort of every day, twice a day in the morning and at night, and I use guided meditations from an app called Plum Village, which is free and it is just amazing. It's a a, a a Vietnamese Buddhist monk who passed away recently called Thich Nhat Hanh, and I can't tell you how well the last scans I had in my heart recently and the last little monitor I had, my heart's healing. And they'd said, chances of it healing are next to nothing. You know, it's not going to happen. And it's happening. And I've heard of other people that have done this through through meditation. And um, if if nothing else, if you want to take a vacation from life, and these days, who doesn't want to take just a 15 minute or a half an hour, just get away from it all. Meditation's Mm -hmm. a really great way to do it, you know. And there's Mm -hmm. loads of instructions you can get, books and YouTube videos and stuff, you know. So I never really thought I would ever get into anything like that. I never, you know, I was always just too materialistic. But um, well, I've got nine guitars, so I guess I am still materialistic. But (laughs) But we we like, love
0: guitars.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love guitars. I do. I love them. You know, they're amazing. But, but meditation—I'd recommend it to anybody. If you're stressed out, if you're unhappy, if you, you know, it—it it can help. Definitely can help. It can heal you. You know. And then, mm-hmm. failing that, pick up a guitar. You know, or as well as that, pick up a guitar. Always pick up a guitar. This, 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 this thing, this machine here, this instrument here, has, has been my. Well, this is my dream to have this. Fifty years as a Gibson J uh, forty-five came out in nineteen forty-two. It's called a J forty-five because in nineteen forty-two it cost forty-five bucks, and it's a jumbo-sized guitar. I've wanted one of these for fifty years. They're a lot more than forty-five dollars now, but it's a question of well, I got some money and and not much time. Well, what am I gonna do? So I don't regret getting that at all. Playing music or being involved in music really, I think is, uh, or anything artistic come to that dance, painting, whatever theater, Mm -hmm. really should be encouraged because we're going through such hell the the last two years, just garbage after garbage, stress after stress, you know, not just the pandemic, but the world situation. So Mm -hmm. music to the rescue, man, you know, I always thought that music would save the world. But uh I don't know. I still do. I don't care. You know, I don't care how unrealistic that sounds. I still believe that it's like a hope for the human race. It really is. You know. Other animals don't do music. We do. We should Mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God, it sound like a hippie. (laughs) (laughs) You spun my hair up a bit more.
0: (laughs) At least you have hair.
1: Not one of my teeth yeah I've, I've got hair. <laughs> the weird thing is my hair went white and and then it gradually went brown again this isn't dye <laughs> it's not a wig it's like it's real you know, there's no implants i'm not, I'm not for the elton john mate it just went brown again i don't know maybe meditation makes your hair go back to being brown i don't know
0: You know. oh man
1: who knows who that's knows? that's if, if then, that's
0: yeah. the secret then i'm, I'm going to start right away <laughs> yeah, man, that's yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's. I mean, like they say. I mean, it's all it's all about the music. No matter no matter what music, no matter what style you like, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Wh- wh- if it makes if it makes you happy, if it makes you feel yeah. something.
1: No matter what level you're at, it's not about being, you know, right. I mean, I was a kid, everybody was trying to be faster than Alvin Lee. And 10 years after, you know, he was the fast Mm -hmm. guitarist in the day. And you get all these shredding guys. And I'm like, well, if that makes you happy, that's okay. But, you know, I'm personally not interested in sounding like on a keyboard. you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Although in the hands of a master like Eddie Van Halen, that can be pretty uh orgasmic i think is the, really the word for it you know mm-hmm. uh, i played but were, were, were you a, were you a van halen fan you I mean... know i i loved the original lineup because because of da- david lee roth was just he's so outrageous mm-hmm. it was like i never saw him live unfortunately i wish i had one of the many acts i never saw live but i watch concerts you know on youtube and i'm like This guy and even the videos, you can tell this guy's just out there, you know, and and then you then you you have the songs and then you have that guitar playing and you put it all together. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure there's probably a band out there. Where's the next Van Halen? You know, what's the what's coming up behind? Everybody's talking. Paul McCartney played London and everybody's raving about it. And and rightly so. I saw the encore. It was brilliant. The guys 80 years old and it's incredible that he can still do that and you think about the songs he wrote you know but then i get cynical sometimes and i think where are the young bands that are coming up to you know take the place of the where's the where's the van halen there's there's got to be one out there you know but will they get through you know will they get their break you know But uh, i don't know that's the business. that's the
0: that's the trick but i i think I think any anybody that gets through, you know, yeah. there, there's a reason that there, there's a okay. reason why, why they get to, to wherever I mean, whatever success is to, to you know, because there's different levels of it. There's yeah. different. Some people think I'm successful because I sit here on YouTube on a with a microphone, you know, I I'm just a are. normal.
1: We're reaching well, out to people. You're touching people, man. It's a dude. You are. You know, that's my definition. Just my opinion. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it 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 really depends on, on it's it's your it's a, a point of view. Um but but I think any you know what what what's the uh what's the uh I've got oh well speaking of look at this. Look at this guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is Ned. Ned, hi Ned. <laughs> this is Ned. He's 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 pretty amazing.
1: He looks dude. pretty happy, yeah. He looks very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we got a little we got a little dog, you know, it's and the dog animals are such a great emotional bond with human beings. You know, they're pets, they really are. And my daughter's mm-hmm. 17 now. Sometimes life's difficult for her. She's got the dog and mm-hmm. you know the dog loves her. She loves the dog. It's simple, you know. It's mm-hmm. uh Oh, you're going to bring me, hey, this is here, my daughter's always bringing me the dog in. Thank you, baby. Oh, yeah. This, this is scary. the pet portion. This is the pet portion of the show. This is Scotty. the pet
0: portion of the show. We have cats and dogs. Yeah,
1: we have guitars and pets to keep us sane. <laughs> we don't do drugs anymore. No, 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 no. We're good now. We have pets. How are you doing, stinker? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ow. God, you need a bath, man. Go <laughs> 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 or is that me no it's you <laughs> there's oh. a good boy oh
0: yeah funny yeah. music's
1: gonna save the world man G- give us hope you know and yeah. yeah this twisted wreckage is actually if i was to describe it in a sentence it's like a brutal it's like a brutal cocktail part honesty of looking at the state of the world with unrealistic mm-hmm. optimism you know and it's like what are you going to do in the face of it you're going to give up you got got a choice. You can give up. I'm not going to do that. I don't care what all these politicians are going to do. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to lose hope. I'm going to believe that people are basically good, most of them, apart from the idiots that are in control politically, most of them. I'm not going to quit. No, 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 no. So let's look at it realistically. The world's messed up, but let's not lose our optimism. You know, I talk to people like you. I talk to people all the time. They're good people with good hearts. That's not the exception, it's the rule. Human beings are basically good. That's what I really believe. Now, mm-hmm. this Twisted Wreckage music gets real dark sometimes, but <clears throat> there's always a little, little glimmer of hope, a little light. You know, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So, either going to be okay, or it's not going to be anything at all? In which case, it won't really matter, will it? But I believe it's going to be okay.
0: I think everything's going to be okay. That's I that's think how I also. liked.
1: I agree liked to with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Optimism.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know, and it, things will be more okay if you, if you subscribe to him on on YouTube. <laughs>
1: and and to Johnny, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean,
0: Check him out. Check out his music. Check out his music. I love the vibe. I I love the the, the vibe. The guitar. It, it really is. It really is. It's it's my thing. Is what it is. Good. When, when good. I when I heard it. When when I when good. I was listening to it. It's 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 definitely. Um, That's
1: Ricky drive. Ricky Humphrey driving that that Les Paul man. He. And then I'll tell you, he's got one of those Chapman rail boards. You know those those bass things. It's, it's a rail cha- board. It's it's like the, a slap
0: the, thing. the stick. Chapman he stick.
1: stick he's got a Chapman stick and oh, then he's got wow. a couple of incredible basses. I mean the guy and he's a great keyboard player I mean Jesus luckily for me he doesn't he doesn't want to do the singing so you know that's, that's <laughs> I'd be screwed way, if Ricky wanted to do the singing as well I'd be like all right well I'll, I'll subscribe to your channel and I'll, I'll buy your music you. <laughs> I would man I would so luckily for me, he lets me sing on his music, but he, he's amazing. He really is something special. And he's got, you know, he's a bit younger than me, but he's got uh, a great musical backing and background, you know. He knows, mm-hmm. he knows stuff from the past and, uh, mm-hmm. and he's got future vision, you know. So can ask for more than that.
0: That's That's great. Yeah. Especially today, man. you know i mean these days i mean it's such it's such a a different world i mean just you know technology musically technology i mean look at this would you have thought 20 when did we first meet 25 26 27 26 years ago yeah long long time ago would you ever thought we'd be talking through a a computer to each other i mean we're we're at least you know a 100 miles distance probably
1: ish so where are you at you're san francisco oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in fremont just just south of san francisco uh, you're in fremont yeah
0: i drive through fremont i'll be driving through fremont tomorrow i, I drive through uh, mission i get off at the exit oh, and I, I go through the mission part where it has right. the safeway and, and then i get back on the freeway because I, I go up to walnut creek on mondays
1: oh, okay cool cool so, yeah, we're, we're I, neighbors dude you know I yeah come around, for, come around for a cup of coffee sometime <laughs> seriously yes yeah, yeah definitely yeah definitely
0: Sherman Callahan thank you so much man thank you, thank, great you thank you see we've got we've got the the greatest we've got the greatest supporters and audience I'm looking um, at the
1: comments and that's great you know it really is I can see a lot of a lot of love and positivity going on there it's awesome ah they're they're
0: awesome awesome just awesome awesome people um what was I saying though but yeah anyway anyway yeah, it's just it's just amazing technology is amazing and yeah. and the the fact that you can do music with people you've never physically met right is is pretty pretty right. incredible
1: and, and the fact that there's, there's still that real connection you know it feels like when i'm listening to a, a composition of rick is i got my eyes closed and i'm trying to come up with a melody initially probably or sometimes just a lyric and a melody will come out it's almost like he's there in the room with me i know he's six and a half thousand miles away and i've never actually been in a recording studio with him but when you have that musical connection and it works it makes mm-hmm. it feel like he is there you know like i have mm-hmm. met him it's like he's one, he's one of my best friends i've never met the guy but he's, he is one of so it's not all dystopian you know this this oh yeah it doesn't really connect us it disconnects us well it can But it doesn't have to. It absolutely I mean I feel like, you know, we're almost sitting in the same room talking right now, you know? It's just it depends. Yeah. You know? Depends how you see it. So I think it's it's amazing. It is. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. My kids are like, Was that was that before cell phones, Dad? I'm like, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, my 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 son will just say, "Yeah, when the world was in black and white." I went, "Yeah, you're right. It was, especially in England. It was very black and white, and it rained all the time."
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: God bless the California sunshine, man. I love oh. it here. I love oh. it. I've lived here 35 years now. It's the best place in the world, Northern California. Can't beat it. It is. It
0: West is. Coast is the best coast. Definitely is, man. I love it. I love it, and and being in Santa Cruz the past six, seven years.
1: It's a superb town, a really great town. Pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. Pretty
0: amazing, but um, so hey, we're we're at about the hour, the, okay. uh, the hour, the hour, mark. Thank you very much. Um, thank you, yep. everybody
1: that was that was listening to us and checking it out, and thank you, Johnny. You're welcome, and you have to come back. Oh yeah, come oh, back, please, yeah, yeah. Come hey, back. maybe. I can... Maybe you could have a jam sometime come definitely back yeah don't expect too much you know I've forgotten more than I used to know <laughs>
0: <laughs> we de- definitely or or you know when everything gets back to normal or whatever it is you know in real life you yeah. know let's hook you up know?
1: definitely absolutely I'd love to do that that would be so cool definitely
0: yeah, definitely. We, we
1: could make a pilgrimage to Subway Guitar to buy some to buy some bulk strings. <laughs> hmm. We, we <laughs> might just, have to do that. And then just go up the hill and go to Chez Panisse or something, or you know, go get a coffee at the, the French House, French ah. cafe. the French Cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I miss Berkeley. I um, actually me and my friend Laz who's in the chat here we well, we actually we actually went to Berkeley uh was this about a month this was before was this before NAM we went to the NAM show right. uh, a couple few weeks ago i think it was before that we we went to we went to Berkeley and that's what's so cool about having this channel and having this this outlet this platform yeah. is i'm able to go to places that i used to hang out at like gilman street you know gilman yeah you know.
1: yeah Like to go there yeah and see bands <clears throat> yeah I took, did you ever play there i never played there no but uh, i took my niece there from uh, she's from north carolina we we, we took her there once because she was a big green day fan and she was hoping they were going to be there and it was like well they were already you know becoming famous but but so yeah. it was just so great i was just uh and there were other old guys there as well it didn't really matter you know But it was just that pure punk gut feeling of like, you know, the the dirt and graffiti everywhere and the bands are really angry and everybody's having a great time. And I was like, man, this is why I love this music. This is why I got into this music, you know, Mm -hmm. this is why, because I used to have long hair and a beard, you know, I did when I was a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went to see The Clash. Oh my God. And that was oh. like, Jave cropped Spike, Slash the t shirt, got a collar off a dog, big dog as well. It was a nice dog, but I didn't have to fight him for it. Luckily, he would have killed me. It was a big, studied collar off this. Really, there's a good boy, there's a good boy. Sort of it was well, it didn't have any idea on it. So I just like, got the dog collar, you know, put a terrible band together. It was, it was what it was like then. It was great. Man. He'll get back to that. He'll get back to that. We'll we'll go out and we'll go to gigs. People will go to gigs. We'll go to see bands and get excited about it without worrying about dying of something, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. Although I did find out recently that in 1979, we played a club called the Lafayette in Wolverhampton the night after the Sex Pistols played there. Must have been 78, actually. And uh, a friend of mine on Facebook said, I had to talk, there was this drunk guy backstage and he said he was going to he was going to knife that that big guy out of fashion and he was really drunk and I, he was going to do it man and he showed me this big knife and i was like what he said yeah but i took him outside and i walked him up and down and i calmed him down and i took the knife away from him i'm like dude you just saved my life you know i didn't know anything about it i mean this oh is like God. 40 years ago some <laughs> drunk guy was going to kill me and this other guy <laughs> the social media man I was like it was the most I was like you saved my life Dude, you're my brother. I love you. Thank you. That could have been it, man. If that bloke had got at me, I could have just been it. Bye. (laughs) Remember that tall guy that was in that band from Birmingham? You know, he got knifed in Wolverhampton that night. That was a shame. Oh, my God. Crazy. crazy. Crazy.
0: Craziness.
1: All right, anyway, we're at our hour. We're at our hour. Thank you, Johnny
0: oh dude you're welcome don't hang up don't hang up we'll, we'll say we'll say goodbye after the ending credits here well, but thank you everybody for watching thank, thank you, you so John. much thank you so much for hanging out with us and thank you so much to the channel members here on johnny bean tv here on youtube those are all our uh, our supporters of the yeah. uh, the channel in these shows thank you so much everybody and uh i will see you guys tomorrow actually i'll, I'll be coming at you live from livermore you uh, know livermore
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah that area
0: yeah i'll be over there I'll, sure. i'm gonna do a, sh- a show from livermore with our what friend time? laz what, what time? um it'll either be very early afternoon or late afternoon <laughs> all
1: right I'll, I'll just i'll just scan your channel i'm gonna watch definitely i want to I'll, I'll be one of the comment people for awesome. sure. Awesome,
0: absolutely, awesome. awesome. Let's see and and yeah and subscribe, subscribe to to Luke Skyscraper James. There and there They're all subscribe to each other. <laughs> everybody everybody subscribe and and yeah. and be be nice and 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 uh, yeah. and rock on. All right all right ending credits and yeah don't hang up. Okay. The, see you guys later. Johnny Bean, Johnny Bean TV. Have a good night.